Welcome, everybody, to the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast with Joel Reitman, Aussie guy, uh, racing in America, trying to get his story and find out more about him. I don't know much about him. Uh, I texted uh, JB a little bit, but that's about it. So looking forward to talking to Joel and getting his story and figuring out what his deal is and everything else. So thank you for listening. Thank you to folks at FXR Racing. Of course, you've seen the gear, uh, Phil, Phil Nicoletti, uh, J-Mart, uh, Garrett Marchbanks, all of it. Uh, they support a lot of teams out there as well. So FXRRacing.com, Pulpamex30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. And Racetech as well, uh, Racetech.com. Use the code PULP24 to save with them. Get your suspension some love. Uh, change the oil. Uh, it springs out, all of that stuff. Please Thanks to folks at Racetech. They do motor work as well. They will uh, sign an NDA and do your motor work. They do it now for some high-level teams there at Racetech. Racetech.com. they got a lot of things going on. Super informative website. Show your bike some love. It'll show you love back. Uh, Racetech.com. Uh, we'll tell you more about Max's Tires, Roost MX, Firepower later on in the show. Thank you to the folks at Alpine Stars, of course. They've been around... Oh, since the late 60s over there in Italy, and you know the name. Protection, boots, the Tech 7s, the Tech 10s, all of it. They, I'm a Tech 7 guy. I don't like the booty always, but then I got some 10s, the redesigned ones from a few years ago, and they're really good. So I'm a fan of the Tech 10s now as well. Uh, they're lighter. They're not as hot. They fit better. And then Tech 7s is a great boot, uh, an underrated boot in my mind. So thanks to the folks at Alpine Stars for coming on board. Uh, let's talk to Joel Reitman a little bit about, uh, yeah, who he is, what his deal is, and more. Uh, thanks for listening to the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. All right, everybody, uh, let's get going on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. A gentleman that is uh, visiting our country and uh, really trying to uh, – Get himself into a main event with a few rounds to go before he leaves. It's Joel Reitman. What's up, man? How are you? Uh, hi, Steve. Yeah, doing good. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's cool to see you guys here. Another Aussie here. Uh, yeah, it just seems like that's, you know, between any any of the Aussies you want to talk about recently, you guys like to do Supercross. You guys are good at Supercross. Uh, so it's kind of neat to see you here. Um all right, four rounds down. You haven't put in the main event yet, um, but uh, come close. Uh, what's your what's your take on how it's going for you so far? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty wild first four rounds with the uh, two back to back mudders. Um, that was definitely a bit unexpected. One one mud race maybe, but two in a row was was pretty tough. It's <laughs> <That's> a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. But uh, yeah, it's been going really well. Look, my my main goal was to make it into a1 night show um mm -hmm. and unfortunately i did fall a bit short of that of that i was only uh 0.8 of a second off um and there was it was really stacked a lot of good riders and i didn't adapt to a few sections that the guys even the top guys started doing for qualifying two mm -hmm. um and i feel that that lost me that that little bit of time but the have gone pretty well i feel yeah uh it's uh, a it's a big adjustment yeah. for sure right um and especially your total privateer right you're 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 just driving the whole thing yes yeah yeah total privateer effort so um uh it's been a little while in the planning i uh i actually did come over and did the first six back in 2020 okay um, so that worked out really well because by the time round 10 rolled around, COVID had hit and everything went a little sideways from there for you guys mm -hmm. in the series. Um, so I got the first six in there and learned a lot and was able to plan, plan this trip, but it took me, um, 
a little bit longer than expected to get over here with with COVID and then um, and then an injury when I was filling in for the World SX back mm-hmm. in Melbourne. And yeah, finally, finally got back over, and it's it feels really good. Um, full privateer effort, like we said, has made it pretty difficult. Some big cleanups and a lot of <laughs> yeah, prep <not> really. work <laughs> after the two mud ones. But I was pretty happy to get a fourteenth uh, at the LCQ in um, San Diego, mm-hmm. and the ninth, sorry, at round two in San Fran was was better again. Um, that was a bit of a crazy race in itself, just being mud and getting. I actually got caught up pretty bad in the first turn, mm-hmm. um, and still felt like I rode really well to get through tonight. So those two have been good. Um, and then yeah, A two last weekend was with the Triple Crown different again, but it was some nice sunshine and it was really good racing. The LCQ was a little wild, which is to be expected. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, at one point, yeah, a Freddie f- crashed and made it. Somehow that never usually happens. And then uh, Rod Bell went for John Short when he didn't have it and pushed. Uh, yeah, it was everywhere yeah. I looked, man, there was shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, man. It was it was wild. And I was sort of honestly in the middle of all that. Like I seen Freddie go down, Clayson go down, Wilson go down. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Wilson and yeah, Cade got together. Yeah. Yep. It was all pretty early on. And then I rode a, a pretty nice race around eight for most of the race. And I seen uh, when Rod Bell, Rod Bell, Went for a bit of a hit on short. Uh, that was fourth and fifth, and I was sixth at the time. So I was uh, definitely keeping a close eye on that one. <laughs> yeah, you got to end up getting sixth, right? You got sixth? But yeah, that's yeah. right. I ended up holding, up for, uh, holding on for sixth and short, and no one got me, I think, on the last lap. I actually uh, I missed the double after the finish line. Oh. You go left and the, yeah, the double yeah. there. How'd you miss that? <laughs> yeah, well, I was <laughs> just... <laughs> Trying to uh, trying to work the inside, you yeah, know, stay yeah. nice and tight, and cut that left hander, and I yep. just just muck that run up, and I wouldn't have made it, so I had to back out, and that let Freddie through, and oh. then he must have made pretty quick work of uh, of short, and then we were all within three seconds over the finish line. Yeah, last so, so some improvements, anyways, for you, right? Like you feeling better? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yep. My uh, my previous best lcq back in 2020 was a ninth in oakland okay and i was um i think I, I did four of the six night shows and i was between ninth and 15th in the lcqs um oh good yeah so you're getting a little better yeah. uh, you're gonna do yeah. so you're gonna do this weekend detroit and you're gonna do um glendale and then that'll be it yeah yeah that's the plan mate. i'll um do these two and this one's been a pretty big effort with the travel um, and mm-hmm. then I'll go home and get back to work and get some more money and just reset. And I'm looking pretty likely of doing Denver and uh, Salt Lake because they they seem pretty doable after that break to reset. And then from where I'm staying, I'll be able to drive uh, pretty easily to those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll that'll work out. Unfortunately, um, you might lose some points here in the LCQ race that we do every year. You're up there now, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, I was looking at that, and I'm I'm sitting second now, which yeah. is nice. But uh, unfortunately, as you say, when I go home, I'm going to yeah. drop back in points. So I am, uh, like I said, looking at coming back for Denver. So 
if uh if you need a name for the you yeah. know, first name for a wild card, keep it in mind. Yeah, keep in touch with me. Uh, you've got the you've yeah. got my info. So yeah, do that for sure. Um, and I'm guessing yeah. for you, it's just a sponsorship issue. Why you can't do more rounds? Just it's damn expensive, right? You're driving across America. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, after this one, I, I did think uh, – sorry, after Phoenix for the, the next round, round seven, I did think pretty hard about uh, trying to stay for round seven in Arlington. Yep. Um, but, I mean, it's an extra two weeks because we have the weekend off. Yeah. And then I'm still looking at about a 20-hour drive from Lake Elsinore where I've been staying to get there, I think roughly 20 hours, mm-hmm. and that's still a pretty big effort. So – um, yeah, get back to work and um, look to just do the last two. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's always great to have you guys here. I think it's really cool to see riders from all over, you know, come over and do this, do the races. It's neat to hear your stories. What are you doing for like uh, a bike and a van and all of that stuff? Like, are you renting that? Are you borrowing that? Like, what? How'd you get your? Or, you know, like, how's you? How's your situation, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just all on my own accord. Um, I've just worked back home whilst yeah. racing as a privateer and saved up enough money to just fund it myself. I have had uh, one mate, DFD Plumbing, back home mm-hmm. help me out a little bit to cover some entries. Um, but basically, I bought a bike from Temecula Motorsports. Oh, okay. So yeah bought a new blue crew through them and um i actually bought that yeah a little while ago and they've been really accommodating and let it uh, sit here for a while mm-hmm. uh, until i arrived and um yeah basically flew in 28th of december and um yeah hired a van just through oh, wow. okay. Turo. yeah yeah, through oh. Turo, so someone owns the van and they just uh, lease it out. Yeah, wow, you are really doing it like, uh, I guess, I, I want to say the most expensive or the most um, hardcore, you know what I mean? Like, some guys would be like, hey, I bought a bike from a guy that knew a guy and I bought this guy's dude's van or whatever, but no, you're, yeah, you're no. really doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's right, and uh, sometimes I... I'd rather, yeah, work hard, make the money, and then do it properly and not be relying on other mm-hmm. people too much. That's yeah. sort of my way of thinking. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I have good control on the situation then. But basically, the best thing so far about this trip has been a good connection I made last time. Um, a fellow, a buddy of mine, Brian Medirius, I met him back in 2020. Mm-hmm. He's uh, got a place in Lake Elsinore. So for this first Cali swing we've just been staying with him he's been really really nice to open his home to us and he actually runs his own little uh, suspension shop Mm -hmm. Equalist Suspension just out of his garage and uh, that obviously gives us a bit of room to do bike work and Mm -hmm. um, that's been a really big part of making this trip a lot easier the the first trip back in 2020 we did it even more hard like we were just splitting um splitting rooms and accommodation it was dad myself and my brother for eight weeks and we just share beds split rooms and drive around and and do it all that way but uh this trip's been a little nicer to have that base um midweek back there in lake elsinore so the turo thing is it just unlimited mileage i hope how does that work? <laughs> well, it's funny. That was quite a problem with the first trip. Uh-huh. Um, we did actually run into that problem where we went over, or 
were about to go over the miles that we were we were allowed. Yeah. And uh, we had to hire another vehicle and oh, for a little bit where yeah, for this this trip we're right. I've worked all that out that we can make it to Detroit <laughs> and uh, we're gonna be sweet. <laughs> we're gonna wait we're, we're renter about we're taking it to Detroit, by the way. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's here with yeah. you? Who's here who's down here with you? Yeah, so it's Dad and I uh, for the, okay. the whole eight weeks from 28th of December through to, I think we're home around the 15th of Feb. Okay. Um, so I did have my brother, Kurt, here for, well, he was over here with his girlfriend doing the East Coast for a bit, and then he met us at A1, and he stayed with us for a bit over two weeks and did uh, A1, and then he got to mechanic for the two mud races. <laughs> nice, yeah, great. <laughs> Which uh, yeah, he, he can't thank him enough for the all the effort he did there, washing bikes and oh, sort of walking around. Oh, it was a very tough two days. It was uh, wet head to toe, I think, for both weekends, all day. So yeah, um, and then he yeah he went home. So it's just Dad and I, and we're we're doing a big road trip across. And sweet, we actually uh, yeah we. We work together back home and spend a lot of time together, and it's pretty cool to come over and experience all this again I together. I don't know if you've ever done the, you know, the 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 east to west drive in Australia. Uh, I've heard about it. I've never done it, but the the yeah. California to Detroit is a little different than that. There's a lot of a lot of gas stations and things to stop at than than that trip in Australia. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, I have done uh, from where I'm from on the east coast across to Perth. They took us there for a few nationals. Oh, okay. Yeah. A few years back. And yep. uh yeah, that is a long way and there's not much in between once you get off the east coast. <laughs> no, yeah, really, right? It's it's a lot. Yeah. Um so yeah. yeah, you've been getting a little better. The mud races are the mud races, like whatever. Um, you know, you uh just missed it in A two and you got Detroit this weekend and in you know, nice weather of course, indoor dome and all that. Um yep. Yeah, man, maybe maybe this could be the weekend, you know? Um, East Coast, too. Maybe some of the California guys won't make it as far as you want. So, uh, dude, uh, making a main, I guess, would be the goal, right, for you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that would be a really awesome achievement for me, and mm-hmm. I'd be stoked on that. So, yeah, let's wait and see. I've got two left, and um, I'm just building and getting better, and that's always the case when you're here. It's just it's just so different to back home, the tracks and – the competition and and look mainly the tracks the way they form up and shape up and the way they build them is just so different so the more i'm over here and the more i'm doing i feel like i'm just getting better and better so um yeah we'll see i'll be yep. trying hard it's good back to the traditional format we got a heat race and the lcq mm-hmm. um so you never know what can happen uh, try and slip in and it is, yeah, that'd be good. It is balls early, though, so just be ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, track walk at 6.30. Yeah, yeah, it's a little much. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, you've done World Supercross, like you mentioned, and I'm sure you've done the Aussie Supercross stuff as well. Does but, So you've got some experience. Who did you ride for in World Supercross, by the way? Yeah, so I was, I was going to lead into that story at some okay. point. So yeah. basically, for me, the last few years, right, I've, I've pretty much been a – really top privateer in australia for the last or oh, nearly 10 years mm-hmm. um with with good honda and then yamaha support direct with the manufacturer but still dad and i driving and doing you know the, all of it ourselves um basically so 2022 i finished eighth in the pro mx mm-hmm. australian outdoors yep in the 450s as a privateer and um 
rolled into the Supercross, um, yeah, with plans to try and do well and then come back over here because after after uh, 2020, when I got home from the US trip and COVID hit, it really affected the Australian national yeah. scene to the point where we actually didn't have any national motocross or supercross at all in 2020. Mm-hmm. And we only had three rounds of motocross in 21. And then in 22, that was uh, we finally got back to normal and had a, a full year. So I'd been wanting to go back, and my main focus was to get back over here and do another stint. And yeah, after a good motocross season in 22, um, rolling into round one of the 22 Australian Supercross in Melbourne. About a week before, I got a phone call to fill in for um, Josh Grant or Chad Reed. There was okay. both spots available because yep. they got hurt at round one mm-hmm. of the World SX. So that was for MDK. So um, the really good thing was that I could just ride my Yamaha, my bike, but just their graphics. Yep. So it was all very last minute and rushed and um, – Obviously, yeah, the Australian Supercross was that was round one on Friday night, um, which unfortunately didn't go well for me. I, I actually got a flat tire in the main and just rolled around to get some points. <laughs> yep. And then. Uh, and this is for the MDK team, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I yep. did the Australian Supercross, the privateer on Friday night. Yep. And then MDK, I put different graphics, graphics on, on and I rode, <laughs> yeah, for those guys on Saturday. But. Unfortunately, uh, after a late night and very hectic turnaround from Friday to the sad day, um, I didn't feel the best, but still in practice, so I was riding well, mm-hmm. and I actually got another flat rear tire, um, which if you remember back, yeah. there was, there was, there a, was bunch a of lot of, yeah. there was a lot, and the main one everyone noticed was uh, Kenny actually got one mm-hmm. in one of the finals the next night, on that Sunday night, but uh, anyway, I was... Um, going hard in practice and didn't realize I had a flat and it spun me sideways uh, halfway through the set of whoops and uh, I nearly hit A-Ray because he was on a slow lap and then I actually hit the back. I I nearly saved it because it it just flicked sideways as if I'd sort of hit a cup but then I just couldn't pull it back. And uh, yeah, anyway, I hit the back of uh, Geordie Tixier's bike as he was just on a slow lap on the side rolling through the whoops. And, uh, and that was it. I went down and got hurt pretty bad out of that one and uh, actually didn't get a shot at racing the World SX. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah. One of, the so, theor- one of the theories I heard when the flats were happening was the, the finish line ramp, the corner of it. I mean, I think Adam Adam Bailey or somebody told me no no way, but I was just like, what is going on with the flats? Like, what's happening? <laughs> so Yeah, so <laughs> – I, I agree it wasn't wasn't the ramp, just purely because yeah. I've raced, um, I think, three of the AusX Opens mm-hmm. or four, yep. and they all had that freestyle ramp, and there was next to no flats. Sure. Um, I believe it was a just an embedded rock that was in one of the down ramps, the section before the whoops. Okay, yeah. And uh, actually, when we went back there this year, we raced in the same stadium, sorry, end of last year in 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed there was a lot of rock in the dirt even then. So I'm just going to put it down to that. But uh, unfortunately, that was a, a bit of a, 
um, yeah, that was a really bad yeah. time for me. Yeah, that's I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get to do that opportunity, and I took that just to get some more racing. And I'd actually already bought a bike from Temecula Motorsports back then, so that was the end of '22. Mm-hmm. I was planning to come over uh, for '23 oh, okay. and do this trip last year. Yep. But with that injury, yeah, I. Uh, I had to then just sell the bike back, which I lost some money on, <laughs> and I had flights booked, which I oh, had to cancel. So, what'd you end up doing? That, what'd you hurt? So, yeah, it threw me in a bit of a spin. So, I actually I broke my talus bone in my ankle. Oh yeah, okay, that's not good. Which, yeah, which is yeah, not a good bone to break. Nope. It's a lot like the scaphoid navicular with a in your wrist with a real low blood supply. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really problem healer and I actually broke mine into five little pieces in the back corner of it. Oh boy. So that was, yeah, that was three months without weight bearing and surgery to, to get screws in that and get it fixed up. And I also broke my, uh, radius in my wrist as well in that same crash. So that, that whole, uh, injury took a long time to get over and, um, even when the ankle was starting to heal up, I still had issues with my wrist because they had put screws in my radius to just fixate that while I uh, am trying to get around with the ankle. Oh, but yeah, I ended up uh, actually having some issues with the tendon that ran into my thumb as well. And uh, that took a long time to get sorted with two injections and then eventually another surgery where they took the screws out and did a tendon release to take just release the sheath that covers yeah. the tendon so how long were you to bike for yeah yeah basically that was all of 2023 i i didn't Jeez. race it took me about nine months i think to get really sorted and get back on a bike wow Jeez. Okay. yeah yeah so uh, after that, um, <clears throat> yeah, that was a pretty tough year, and I sort of really had a bit of a hard think whether I wanted to keep racing after that, to mm-hmm. be honest. And, um, yeah, thankfully decided to get ready for the 23 Australian Supercross, which always starts in around that October. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, the other thing on top of all that was there's been some pretty heavy cutbacks um, in Australia, f- as far as Yamaha goes, so I actually ended up losing my uh, my deal there with Yamaha. But uh, Dad and I, um, and actually Dad's company, purchased my bike, this one bike from mm-hmm. a bike shop, and we uh, kitted up and went racing and did the twenty three Australian Supercross, and then planned to yeah come over here and do this, and um, it all went really well and i was pretty stoked with the aussie series i ended up fifth behind uh wilson won it and then it was uh clout hill brayton and myself yeah yeah so i talked to jb a little bit about you because uh, i didn't know much about you and he says you've really improved from he said you used to be on a honda and yeah he said you've gotten a lot better um from his time that he remembers um so that's yep. cool. And then do you, is there a reason? Obviously, the injury sucks. But before that, is there a reason why you, you got better? You improved? Did you did you figure something out training-wise, riding-wise? Um, 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing was after that injury and the break and the, the time Justin would have been talking about was uh, 2019. We raced mm-hmm. quite a bit when I was back on a Honda in the Aussie Supercross. And, uh, yeah, from there and the COVID and then the, the big break back home and yep. the injury, I feel like uh, since then I've just been trying to really focus on Supercross. So okay. without doing the motocross in 23, I was, I was hurt anyway. But... Yep. Just having that whole year to just get myself sorted and then really get fit and just focus on that that Supercross series at the end of the year, end of last year. So I'd put it down to that. Just yeah, um, yeah, a little bit more focus on on what I'm doing. And uh, it's always hard as a privateer trying to work and balance working and racing. Um, and with that shorter stint, the Australian Supercross series was only three rounds. I was able to put a bit more focus on it. Now, do you are you going back to motocross this year and then Supercross? Is it full privateer again? Like, do you have anything lined up after your season, or like what's it? What's it? Yeah, what's it look like when you head back down under? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have anything lined up at okay. all. Um, at this stage, I'll be heading back just to work and just to reset and okay. think about coming back late april to yep. do the last two rounds that's that's the only thing on my mind i don't have any plans to race pro max okay uh joel right yeah. here on the fxr racing race tech suspension privateer on in life thank you to maxis of course roost uh alpine stars firepower all on board with us as well uh maxis tires uh, speaking of privateers uh, the prmx guys and the mad parts kawasaki guys using maxis tires out there um brand new from those guys soft intermediate intermediate to hard tires and uh, developed by jump some guy named jeremy mcgrath so probably pretty good thank you to the folks at maxis great mountain bike tires as well uh joel reitman here on the uh, privateer island podcast yeah it's you know it's it's so you're not gonna do motocross as a privateer is it just too costly too expensive like i know me being canadian i, I know the canadian series well and yeah, there's not many privateers. Canada's a huge country, uh, and not many privateers can do the whole motocross series and make any money at it. Is it kind of like that? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. Yeah. I'm uh, not getting any younger, and I've had some, <laughs> I feel, <laughs> some, you know, had some pretty decent results. And mm-hmm. like I said, eighth in the Primax Championship. And um, I think from memory, I got $1,000 would have been the only prize money I made from eighth with um i think my two best rounds were seventh yep um and i was classed with the fifth in the moto at round three as well in moto two so it's just it's a really tough slog back home the the way they prep the tracks a lot of the time they overwater them and uh they get really rutted and really nasty um it's very stretched out series it's from march through to august Mm -hmm. so it's a long time to try and be doing 30 minute motos and be in the best shape you can be while trying to work uh, all year as well. What do you do for for a job? So uh, my dad actually started as a race tech service center. Oh, okay. Uh, back home doing uh, yeah doing suspension in '98. Yep. So uh, basically, uh, I'm just working for him full okay. time. So I'm actually a suspension technician and. I do all my own suspension, all my own revalving wow, that's settings cool. that I'm on yeah. racing. Yeah. How's your testing skills? How do you feel? Like, I mean, it's got to be pretty, pretty good, right? Yeah, I feel pretty good. Yeah, uh, we've got a, we've got a hundred acres back home where um, we have a workshop in behind the house, and mm-hmm. we have uh, two supercross tracks, an enduro loop, 
and two motocross tracks. Yep. So I spend, yeah, a lot of time in the shed and doing all my own valving stacks and, wow. and testing and uh, and all of that. So I uh, can't blame my suspension guy after a bad race, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, really, right? You're like, uh, yeah, you're, you're like, uh, hey, man, my stuff sucks. Oh, wait, it's me. Yeah. Yep. So so are you good enough to be like, hey, I'm going to take a high-speed rebound out and take some low-speed rebound and go test and come back and then make a change like that? I mean, is, is it that intricate for you that you can really tell that difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. I uh, I know basically all the shim stacks yeah. and settings that are in my bike right now. I know all that off the top of my head. Yeah. And um, it's all stuff that I've developed with Dad and tested back home. And um, it's been – that's another big learning curve coming here, doing all that myself. Yeah. Um, with the tracks and the way things shape up here, I need different settings. Yep. Back home, yep. I can run it a lot softer because we've got more mellow transitions and we don't have ruts in the turns. Sure. Yeah. It's a lot more hard pack. Where here, you need so much more holder. Yeah, I would think it's for, for – yeah, for you, it's – you know, you don't have access to that shop, right? So you're you're probably are you've been out there and been like, hey, I could do this, I need to do this, but then like you have no way to do it on the road or anything. I mean, back in Lake Elsinore, you can, I guess, but how much do yeah. you want to test and fiddle with your stuff? Uh, yeah, a fair bit. I, yep. Like when I get a setting I'm happy with, I will run it for a while. Mm-hmm. But when I'm doing this over here and there's yeah, it's so different to back home. There is stuff I want to fiddle with, and thankfully. Back in Lake Elsinore, I've been able to do that. But mm-hmm. once I go on the road, and even with some of the weather that we've had, um, it's been yeah. it's been tight. And sure. even racing uh, every weekend is very different. I, we never do that back home. So the races come around so fast; it's very difficult to do too much between the weeks. So let me ask you this: This is a great this is a great test uh, or a great chance to to pick your brain a little bit. You know, I'm a I used to be a mechanic in the sport, right, for a long time, and so I kind of. It's, that stuff intrigues me a little bit, but now yeah. you're a rider slash suspension guy, um, and I've always felt like I've said this, you know, a hundred times on my shows. I'm like, you'll never get a bike to work perfectly everywhere. You know what I mean? Whoops, corners. You'll never get everything that you'll be totally happy with. And and I also feel like sometimes riders can get lost. Like you make a change, you make another change, you make another change, you make another change. All of a sudden, you're lost a little yeah. bit yeah. in your setting. How? conscious do you have to be joel of like of that and like do are you a guy that's like yeah it's not going to be perfect or are you one of those always searching for the perfect valve stack spring spring combo like how how kind what kind of guy are you uh i'm always searching and back home and trying and testing things because i can but when it comes around to racing i and, and particularly here like when the race is so close it is very good to have that base setting and not stray too far and, like mm-hmm. you said, get too lost. I'm pretty aware that it's about uh, compensating. It's not going to be perfect everywhere. Yep, yep. Uh, if you go super stiff for the transitions and stuff over here, it's not going to be as good at A2 going down the start straight and mm-hmm. into that first turn backwards when there's braking bumps. Yeah. Um, so, look, it's – yeah, I, I'm pretty aware of okay. a bit yep. of – it's going to be about compensating, but yeah. Um, but yeah, when I've got the time to be fiddly, I'll be very fiddly. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> do you do you like KYB better than Showa? I mean, that Yamaha stuff is so proven. 
Do you have kit stuff that you get access to, or like what's the components like? Um, yeah, I really like working with the KYB because I've done a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been on Yamahas for the last few years, I've done a lot more of it just on my own stuff. Yep. But um, I've got basically standard uh, forks, mm-hmm. but I've got them coded. Um, got like AQ coatings and uh, same in the in the, with the shock, and I've got the 18 mil uh, rear shaft in the shock. And some other Enzo parts in it. Okay. Um, but yeah, just revalved and re-sprung. And there's a few other little bits I use in the forks. You know, different spring perches and steel um, comp base shafts up the top. It's all just stuff to basically withstand the rigors of Supercross and the yeah. forces put it through. Um, I have I have found guys are getting away from that 18 mil shock shaft a little bit. I mean, that was just a standard thing to do. Uh, forever. Yeah. I've talked to some guys that are like, yeah, they, they're back to 17. You know, they're they're not quite there yet. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it is interesting. But Supercross puts such a load on it, right? <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm sure the stuff that you're revalving uh, for customers back in Australia, you're like, mate, you have no idea how, you know, how strong the shims need to be, how, how stiff the springs are and all of that, right? For Supercross. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and, oh, definitely. And then, too, like you said, A2 from my vantage point in the press box, like after that double that you missed uh, in the LCQ, if you mm-hmm. if you jumped it on the right, like there were gnarly braking bumps coming down there, like motocross braking bumps, basically. Like, yeah, try yeah. to try to set yeah. your suspension up for that, as well as yeah, transitions and whoops. Good luck, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we had we had some sponginess, soft yep. cuts in the transitions, but yeah. we had baked slick. Then it was dusty, and, right? Yeah, and dusty. So it was. Yeah, that was a very challenging track, that's for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. That's interesting that you're such a great rider and then you're you're also so involved in suspension. I, I could probably make this podcast an hour asking you about it. Um, because, yeah, like, you know, a lot of riders, they just, they're never happy, right? I mean, Chad Reed was a guy. Chad was just never, ever, ever happy with his stuff. Uh, always, you know, kind of hard on his chassis suspension guys because he always wanted yeah. to test, 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 you know? So, um it, and but yet you're that guy, so it's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's unique. I don't know how many no. guys would have raced night shows doing their own setups. Yeah. That's for sure. Hey, I'm interested. You yeah, got yeah. Yamaha. You got your Yamaha support pulled, but you, 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 your dad and yourself stayed on Yamaha. Um, I might have been a guy to be like, yeah, screw you, Blue Crew. Uh, was there a reason? Did you have parts or anything? Uh. Yeah, the main reason was that's the bike I wanted to ride. Yeah, yeah. I honestly do love the bike, and uh, I don't have to do a whole lot to it or really anything engine-wise. Yep. Um, so that's the, the main reason was the package that I'm starting with is so good. And um, I did have some spares that fit, you know, wheels and suspension, and I definitely did have a fair few parts that I could use. So that was the, the reasoning to stay Yamaha. Mm, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, thanks to the folks at RoostMX.net. Uh, the code is Pulp Nation to save. They got T-shirts there for pulp shirt uh, for pulp stuff, and as well, they got graphics, forty-eight hour turnaround, pitch shirts, uh, easy ups, uh, wraps, all of that stuff. If you're uh, um, looking for that, they have it, and they can do a quick turnaround on it. Pulp Nation is a code to save. Plus, they are official Cobra line of merch as well. RoostMX.net. Thank you to those guys. Great graphics company. Uh, and also thanks to the folks at Firepower as well. Uh, FirepowerParts.com uh, Firepower Honda, of course, with Dino and uh, Max Anstey. Uh, and of also uh, chains, batteries, oil, all of it at FirepowerParts.com Go to your local dealer. They are on the FXR Racing 
Race Tech Suspension, which Reitman knows all about Race Tech, uh, Privateer Island Life Podcast. Joel, a few more questions for you here uh, before we let you go. Yeah. And thanks for your time, by the way. Um, now, oh, your, your World Supercross experience didn't go well, but I'm sure you know Adam Bailey well, and, you know, it's the talk of the sport a little bit on, you know, they're, they're reorganizing and, you know, tightening things up a little bit for 2024. But what's your take on Adam and Adam jumping into this series and how it's going and, you know, it's an Aussie-based company? Uh, what's your take on all of that? Um. Yeah, it's uh, look. It's a big thing that he's tried to do, and and respect for him. Um, you know, I have some res- good respect for him trying to tackle that and get a big series going alongside the really successful AMA stuff in the US that's been going for so long. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've uh, I've raced a lot of the Ozx Opens that right. he ran. Uh, I did three of them back in Sydney between fifteen and uh, seventeen. I uh, missed the one with 18 through injury, and they were they were really really good events. They were a big standout mm-hmm. uh, round for the Australian series. Um, as far as the the World SX, I really haven't heard much, and I really haven't had much to do with it aside mm-hmm. from that that little stint, which I yep. didn't get to. <laughs> didn't <fully>. go well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't go well. So that definitely, yeah, that was disappointing. Um, but uh, look, I've never been a, a big fan of Triple Crown mm-hmm. formats as as far as being a racer, and especially the formats when they uh, we don't have the alternate 250, 450 main events when it's just like World SX with the short breaks in between the three mains. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's you know, the only thing as a racer I'm not a big fan of. Yep. But um, yeah, look, I haven't heard much. Uh, of what's in store for this year, so we'll have to wait and see what they're up to. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do and all of that uh, going forward, right? How old are you, Joel? Yeah, um, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So yeah, you're you're a little older. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of who did you grow up with in Australia racing against? Like, what's your class of riders? Um, um, I'm thinking maybe like uh, Jay Wilson and those guys. That group. Uh, yeah, Jay was two years older than me, okay. so we didn't race a whole lot. The the main guy I've been racing since oh about seven years old is Aaron Tanny. Oh, Tanny, yeah. Okay, so is he, yeah. he's hurt right now, right? He's hurt yeah. now. Yeah, Bummer. he was supposed to be uh, here with the PM. Yeah, uh, the Cowie guys. So. Um, yeah, we've raced a lot of state titles together because he's from out of Sydney, and I'm from just two hours or two and a half hours northwest of Sydney. Okay. So we've raced a lot growing up. Um, uh, there was a lot of other good riders that um, that wouldn't, you know, that you wouldn't know. But yep. uh, yeah, I've raced Clout quite a bit back home with mm-hmm. Clout. Yep. Um, yeah, we're all around that similar age and and have raced each other in the Aussie Nationals on and off the last um, yeah six eight years now. Sure, sure. Uh, and then what is Medi doing? Is Medi still around? Like what? I, I, I first of all, he looks like he's a homeless guy. And he's, wearing, and he's wearing Go the Rat stuff, which is awesome. Um, yeah. What yeah. is Maddie doing? Uh, he's running his own program with KDM, and uh, he's still doing the outdoors. And uh, he got hurt for the Super, I think before the Supercross last year. So he didn't race the Australian Supercross Series, just gone in 23. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's running his own program. I believe he's running again this year, and it may be his last year. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, it's it's been out of a long time now. That's for sure. Is it cool to race against them? Like, I mean, obviously you're 27, so 
like you kind of you know you're a little younger in his heyday over here and all that is, is it cool to race against him yeah for sure yeah. yeah and i got to know him a little bit it's um yeah someone i looked up to as you know and and obviously chad and when i was growing up those guys are the aussies over here doing really well and um and burner as well yeah so um, yeah it, it's definitely been cool to get to race for at the last few years back home do you know those guys do you know chad and burner or were they gone and just didn't have much to do with them no i didn't i haven't yeah. had much to do with them really at right. all um just briefly with chad and the mdk thing but that was that was about it yeah yeah it's interesting to see i mean god and then we, now we got the lawrences of course and you know it goes back to yeah. Leesk and dak like you know they were phenomenal guys back in the day so um yeah, yeah it, it's the legacy of Australian motocross is so strong. I mean, and me being Canadian, I'm just super jealous too. Like, I'm just like, fuck, like, why can't it be a good Canadian rider? There's just like barely ever is, you know what I mean? So I'm very, yeah. je- I'm very jealous of that. Is there, is there a reason why, Joel, that you can think of, of why you guys have been so damn good over the years from, from Lee and Dak to Chad and Burner to, to Meddy to the Lawrences to even, you know, Luke Cloud have, has done really well on the world stage. Uh, yeah. Tanty's yes. great. Like, is there any, is it just a supercross background? Is it just sort of like the desire that of, to follow in your footsteps, you know, of, of other guys' footsteps? Like, any reasons? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think I'd lean towards the main reason being just the, the scene here is pretty strong. Like, we've mm-hmm. always had you know, a 10 and now it's an eight round outdoor series. And then the Supercross series, it, you know, it's a little inconsistent and mm-hmm. it chops and changes here and there, whether it's last year it was three rounds and then it was back, you know, a few years ago it was six rounds. But I think it's that. I think it's just, it's a pretty strong um, championship, whether it's outdoors or indoors. And there's guys that can have a factory ride and, you know, put 100% effort into doing it. So mm-hmm. I, I suppose that's what it is. Um, we've got a pretty good range of tracks back home. Is it a stretch to say that when you hang up the boots that maybe, like, you want to be a suspension guy, uh, like a Ricky Gilmore or whatever, down for Dak or, or even in America? Like, is that is, – do you see yourself – or is your dad and your business just wide open and you can't leave? Like, do you want to get involved more in the sport down the road as a suspension guy? Because I feel like a guy who's, you know, a, a, a close to main events and, and top 10 Australian rider could really, you know, do pretty well doing that. Like, one of the things, like Gilmore, right? He came from, is he Kiwi or Aussie? I think he's Aussie. Uh, he's Aussie. He's Aussie, I yeah. Actually, yeah, he's an Aussie. I actually want to catch up with him and hear his story a little bit. Yeah. Right. He, yeah. He's a really good dude. And I guess back in the day, he was a good rider. Um, I, I've seen him crash a bunch when I go riding with him. He's crashed like twice every time I go riding with him. But anyways, um, and I, but apparently like, you know, Eli and everybody that works with him, he's got the knowledge and part of it is because he was such a good rider. I've heard. So that could be you, you know, is that, is there, do you have any like future plans of that? Uh, yeah, I'd be pretty interested if there was some opportunities that come about. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really made any connections for that in my two trips over here yet, but mm-hmm. I'm obviously pretty focused on racing while I'm here. Sure. Yeah on these trips but uh you know the business is is going well it's only dad and i back home so he's 63 and he absolutely loves it and Mm -hmm. i don't really can't see him slowing down but yeah it's there for me to to do it if i want to do it and keep it going or yeah if there was an opportunity sure i would think pretty hard to come over here but 
Uh, everything's so much bigger and better here than, than back home. But yep. uh, but where we're set up and located, it's a pretty strong area for motocross as well. So, and I'm guessing that's uh, that's on the that's on the east side, right? I'm sure you're from there, the east side. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm, uh, we're just near Singleton, which is um, it's about yeah two and a half hours northwest of Sydney, and right. it's just inland an hour from Newcastle. Last question for you here on the podcast. Thanks for your time. Are you are you just disgusted if you go into an Outback Steakhouse here? Are you just like Burner? Burner told me one time, he's like, I can't even go in there, man. It's just so lame. It's so lame. So, like, is that you? Is that you also? Well, I was sort of wasn't going to say it is, but then I haven't actually been to one yet. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I haven't actually. I went to one uh, back in 2020. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I might have to go and check that out. Yeah, go see and, what you uh, think and just, see. like, put put it on social. Tell us what you think on social. Um, because, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like the Aussies are like, you guys are so lame, like, with this. So. <laughs> uh, the, the biggest thing I always hear is the the coffee not being good here, but I'm not a coffee drinker, but oh. everyone tells me that it's no good. Yeah, no, I get – I've never been to Australia. i got to make it. we got a lot of listeners there, and I do want to go down and, and see, the, see the, the, the Aussie final there. And I've heard the yep. coffee's phenomenal, and I'm a coffee guy. So, yeah, even Wygant, who is, like, the cheapest bastard ever, um, <laughs> he he sprung for some Australian coffee and said it was good. So if he's spending money yeah. on it, you know that it's good, you know? Yeah, it must be good. That's right. Uh, thanks for your time, yeah. man. I really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend in Detroit. If I see you, uh, if you see me, come, come say hi. Um, and then, yeah, Detroit, Glendale, uh, back home, and then Denver, Salt Lake is the plan. Keep in touch if yeah. I have an opening for the LCQ race also. I can try to squeeze, yeah. you, squeeze you in there. Uh, but, yeah, man, yeah. thank you for the time. Thanks for getting, thanks for letting me get you know you, and, uh, and good luck, man, in the next few weeks. Yeah, appreciate it, Steve. I'll, uh, yeah, hopefully catch up with you this weekend or the next. And, um, yeah. Sounds good, thanks man. Thanks very much. I'll talk soon. Thanks, Joel. See you, mate. See you.